I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I will tell you, this has been one crazy week. This sermon, I can tell you one thing, the devil did not want you to hear it today. Okay, it has been just one disaster after another this week. And I am just so glad to be here. And it's just a good morning to punch Satan right in the face. So let's get going. I want to take a pause from my regular plans because once again, um, God decided to change my sermon at the last minute. It's hard to argue with the man upstairs when he wants to tell you to preach about something else. You know, it's just with everything going on in the world today, I want to really speak from the heart. Unless you've been sleeping under a rock, you know there's been a lot of unrest around us today. You know, we have going on wars and rumors of wars. We have inflation is out of control. Grocery prices are going through the roof. Have two boys going into their teenage years, trust me. You know, and now you know, we've had been through the coronavirus. Now that's dying off, and I'm hearing rumors there's another strain coming around. They have more strains than co- Starbucks has coffee flavors. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's crazy. They keep coming up with a new strain. You know, yeah, it's simple. It's coronavirus. Okay, you know, it's like. I'm an old school guy. Coffee is coffee. I don't want a mocha latte with a sparkle twist, you know? Keep the facts simple. You know, the stock market's been going up and down. I know the Coinbase stuff has been all over the board. Everything is just causing unrest and causing fear. I mean, gas is now plus $4 a gallon. I'm about ready to get a horse. Really, I can ride. I grew up on a farm. You know, and people are panicking right now. And also, people are like on nerve with each other. I have never seen more turmoil with people going on. You know, and with all this going on in the world, even ask yourself, what should we do? Should we not worry about anything going on as life is as usual? You know, unreacting? Or should we buy extra hand sanitizer, toilet paper, hide inside, and stock up for the end of the world? What should we do? I mean, this has been really crazy. I don't pretend to be an expert. I don't, I don't know where this is going. But I will tell you what the Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 6 through 8. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must ha- happen, but the end is still going to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famine, earthquakes in various places. All these things are beginning of birth pains. And that's what's going on in the world right now. We have a world right now is longing for its Savior to return. And it is. You know, like I said, I'm going to speak today from a faith perspective. You know, today brings us a lot of stuff to worry about. You know, I've been through COVID. I got COVID, and I will tell you, it almost took me out. I have never been so sick in my life. And all this has been going on, you know. The nation right now is a powder keg about everything. All the media is pushing a ungodly godly lifestyle right now. This nation is turning so far away from God. The schools are teaching things they should have no place teaching in school. And I know a few of our school teachers here and know what's being taught, and it's, it shouldn't. You know, we have the grocery stores, you know, where there's stuff missing at the grocery I stopped at Sheets the other day to get my energy drink for work, and they were out. The, all the things were empty. I've never seen this stuff in my life. I mean, we were out of milk at Aldi's at one time. You know, 
what are we going to do about this? Ignore it, stockpile beans and rice, and stay at home for the next three months? The first thing is, I'm not going to make any long-term permanent decisions today. I found in times of crisis and panic, it is best not to project out into the future, but always make your best wise decisions based on what we know today. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, that is a filter of how we make our decisions and how we look at things going on. You know, we think the world's falling apart right now, but the world's actually falling into place. Everything that is going on right now is and has been predicted and is part of God's plan. You know, why do we look at things different? First of all, we are not of this world. We are not to conform to this world, but to be transformed, to be different. We do not live like those who have no hope. We're different. We have hope. I don't know how many right now have been really afraid about things going on. We feel beaten up. We have feel like, you know, the hole in the dike keeps getting. We keep putting fingers and toes in it, and one thing after another keeps going there. I've been, I've been there. And the title of today's message is Not Afraid, and with the emphasis on not being afraid. You know, Satan wants us to live in fear. God wants us to live by faith. And that is what's so important. There are three reasons why we are not like this world. Number one is we live by faith, not by fear. When Jesus was confronting his disciples in John 14, he says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You, you believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus has always reassured us that he will always be with us. And he is. We are his children. We belong to him. Satan wants us to make us doubt that. Satan makes us want to look at the news and live in fear and live in turmoil. God wants us to live by faith and know, hey, I'm coming back soon. It tells us this in John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And I love this translation in the New Living Testament, uh, translation of John 14, verse 27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Peace in God goes beyond human understanding. You always can tell one of the most when somebody is really rock solid in their faith, when they go through turmoils and troubles, and they're okay with it. And you just, you look at them like, how can you do this? It's just they have such a faith in God that no matter what happens, they know God is in control. God is not sitting in heaven right now and says, I didn't see this one coming. You know, you can never surprise God with what you're going through. I don't know how many times I pray, God, you don't know what's going on. And I stop myself right there. He knows what's going on. He's right there with us. And we get so afraid and confused that we forget God is standing there. We have to remember, God is faithful. He's in control. God is good. And our God has a plan. God has had a plan since the beginning of time. And we have to remember that. And God, he, we have to remember, he won't leave us. He won't forsake us. And sometimes it's hard to see, but he is working in all things. God is at work in our lives through every trial, everything that goes on. He is with us. You know, Paul said, 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, timidity, excuse my tongue twisters today, timidity, but power, love, self-discipline. We are not to panic. We have peace that we have in God. Satan wants to take us that peace away from us. When we're afraid, when we're panicking, we're not relying on God. We're not trusting in him. And it, it's hard sometimes when everything is falling apart. You know, we're not fearful, we're faithful. That is where we need to be. For we live by faith, not by sight. And that's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. You know, we live by fear. I mean, live by faith, not by fear. Satan wants us to be afraid. He wants us to be timid. He wants us to be at some point in our life where we are so afraid of what's going on that we become inactive. But the truth is, if we're living by faith, when things are going crazy, that's the time for us Christians to step up and be active. It is so hard some days to get out of bed when things are as crazy as they've been. I know that Satan has been on overdrive in a lot of people's lives. He's attacking every one of us because he knows his time is short. But we have a God that is more powerful, more faithful than anything Satan can ever throw at us. You know, the second point I want to say, we are sacrificial, not selfish. It tells us in the Philippians 2, 3 through 4, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Do not look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others, too. You know, during the early church, they faced persecution. They faced more trials than we can ever imagine. They did not run to the Jerusalem Walmart and stock up on toilet paper. <laughs> they did not hoard stuff. They shared, you know. We are the body of Christ. We put others ahead of ourselves. It says this in uh, Acts 2, uh, 44 through 46. We believers... We were together and had everything in common. They sold properties and possessions to give to one another who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. That's what we are called to be, do as Christians. We are called to help others, not to hoard toilet paper, not to... I'll never understand that. Corona was a viral respiratory thing and they're hoarding toilet paper. I kind of got the description wrong, I guess. <laughs> but it's just, you know, every day they continue to meet. It's a time for people, it's time when people will skip church and play it safe. We need church. We need to encourage each other. We need faithful worship. Not just once a week, but every day. You know, when I'm here on Sunday, you know, life is a chaotic mess. And it's like from the time the girls start singing till I'm done preaching, I'm at peace. It's why can't we carry that throughout the week? Every day. You know, I don't know you, you, it's like Monday the storm starts again. How many feel like that? It's just right here, we're, we're here, life is great. We're happy, we're with our friends, we're with our family. We have that peace. But when we get out in the world... The rest of the week, it's like 
We forget that peace that we have being with God on Sunday. We need to start every day like this. We need to start every day praying. You know, so many, oh, I get up and I don't have time to pray in the morning. Well, you got time to check Facebook in the morning. You got time, you know, like I see so, so many people in my house will rename nameless. The first thing they do in the morning is pick up their phone, you know, to see what they missed last night. You know, why don't you wake up and thank God for waking you up in the morning? Start your day off in worship and prayer. You know, we meet publicly at church every week. And just use common sense when it comes. If you don't feel good, don't come to church. Watch us online. But we need to come to church. We need to be with our church family. We need to worship together. We need to lift each other up. You know, it's church. Our church is a spiritual refuge for people in need. And so many people are out there are lost and they need refuge. They need to find a place. There's so many people asking questions with what's going on in the world. They're so afraid. I know there's people that still are locked up in their houses over this, the virus. We need to stop being afraid and trust God. You know, throughout everything, the church needs to be here. We need Jesus. We need to spend time. It is so important, but we don't ever stop worshiping and stop seeking God. You know, we know there's a lot of people out there looking for hope right now. There are so many people that are afraid. I'm getting questions from people at work about biblical stuff, which I didn't even know they knew what the Bible was, you know, what's going on. It's a time for us to step up as Christians and share God's word. It tells us in Acts 2, 46 through 7, early day, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together. They were glad, sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the flavor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. There's a lot of people out there right now that need saved. A lot. I'm sure we all have somebody on our mind right now that really needs to find God. And it's so important that we will reach out for them. With all my heart, I believe God is using this time for good. I believe God is using this time right now to shake people up where they're starting to seek for what the truth is. You know, we live by faith, not by fear. That is so important to remember. We are sacrificial, not selfish. You know, and my third point is, we shine a light. We do not hide it. You know, for you are a light of the world. A town is not built on a hill, cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give it light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. That way, may, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We don't hide our faith. And when we are in fear and when we are scared, that is when we need to show our faith the most. Because people are, people are watching us. People always watch the Christians. I always feel like being a Christian and being a pastor, I'm in a goldfish bowl. People watch you. Yeah, you know, tap on the glass. They want to see how you handle things. What makes 
you different. When they realize that everything is falling apart and you have some kind of peace, they want that. They want to know how you can remain peaceful and calm during situations. You know, the world's crazy right now. It's a powder cake, but I know there's a God that's coming back for us soon. I'm excited about that. How many are excited about that? I think heaven would be great. How many want to wake up in the morning and nothing hurt? That would be awesome. I get up in the morning, I look like, I'm like a baby deer learning to walk again. You know, the legs aren't working. From it. I'm looking for a day when I get up and I can just spring out of bed again. You know, when our bodies are made whole and our new glorified body, there's so much to look hope for, hopeful for. During this time, people are afraid, unsettled, anxious. They're looking for hope. Guess what? We're the hope dealers. We have Jesus and we want to share it. That is what's so awesome. And we share Jesus. That is hope. Because that's the only hope that we have in this world is Jesus Christ. Can you imagine living today and not knowing Jesus? with what's going on. Not having that relationship where you know there's a God that's in control and this is his plan and he's coming back and we're going to heaven and we're going to see our loved ones and nothing's going to hurt and there'll be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering. I'm excited about that. You know, it's like so many people right now have asked me, who do you think the Antichrist? Do you think it's the leader of Ukraine or here or there? I'm like, I'm not looking for him. I'm looking for Jesus. I'm looking up, not out. You know, that's what's so important to stay not afraid is when we have hope. You know, we shine lights. We're, we're givers. We're lovers. You know, when we have hard times, when we know we have problems, we know there's people we can call, we can talk to. That is what's so important to know we have that hope. And God is always listening. He is always caring. You know, I can't tell you how many nights I lay in bed and everything is just stirring in my head and I can't fall asleep. It's like, you know what? I need to turn it over to God because you know what? He's going to be up all night anyway, number one. And number two is we got to stop worrying about today because tomorrow's going to have its own problems. You know, we have to stop worrying about it. You know, this virus spell has spread fast, but I believe there's something out there that can spread faster and more contagious, and that's the love of Jesus Christ. That is the most contagious thing that we need to share. We need to spread that. You know, we are not of this world. We do not grieve. We do not panic. We have hope. It is so important that we remember that. You know, turn off the news and open up your Bible. It's so much important. You know, your answers are not with Dr. Phil. They're not with Pinterest or Facebook. You know what I call Facebook? The Book of Second Opinions. I mean, you're trying to take advice from somebody who's just as messed up as you are. So why are you bothering? You know, the thing I think Pinterest is good for, they have great recipes on there. <laughs> but it's so important that we turn down the world and turn up God. If we're shouting and worried and stuff, we're not going to hear God's voice. We need to stop, be silent, and pray and listen. Pray all the time. You know? I've looked up in the, in the Bible of how many times it says, do not fear. You know, at the birth of Jesus, when the angel came to Mary, first words out of the angel's mouth is, do not fear. You know, every time that Jesus, that the God and things, the first thing he says, is, the angel shows up is, do not hear. 
It is so important. Jesus says, not for the righteous, but for the sinners. He is here. He is for every one of us. We are not of this world. We are different. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We don't live by social media. We don't live by the news. We don't live by what our buddy at work is trying to tell us. We live by the word of God. Satan wants us to forget that and listen to the world. It is so important. Jesus not, does not lead us to temptation, but the devil leads us to temptation. Jesus delivers us from evil. You know, I always love when people say, God, why are you tempting? God's not tempting, it's the devil. Stop blaming God for what the devil's doing in your life. And you want to ask yourself, where am I with God right now? Is my faith strong? Have I been reading my Bible? Have I been worshiping? Why am I so afraid? Well, I haven't picked up my Bible in two years. You know, I have seen Bibles in houses that have more dust on it than anything I've ever seen. Like I said, I talked about, I grew up Catholic in my house. You did not touch the Bible. My parents had one that was in this gold box. And it was sat there for so long, the box deteriorated out. There was tape around it, and it started turning yellow. But you never yanked that out and touched it. You know, your Bible, you know, the, first, the best definition of a person is solid in their faith and living a life of God. Their Bible's falling apart, but they aren't. I mean, you look at my Bible right now, it looks like a no, I mean, I have papers sticking out. I mean, <laughs> I open it up and there's stuff falling out. Because <laughs> I read it every day. And I don't know, I'm old school. I like picking up the real Bible and not the phone app. I like circling and writing in the margins and sticking sticky notes. You know, that's what I, I like holding it and reading. I feel better when I'm holding the Bible. Like I said, if your Bible is falling apart, you're not. And there's so many people buy them and they're a decoration. They're not a decoration, they're a way of life. They're a guide. I always heard the best definition of the Bible was a love letter from a living God, how to come home. That is so important. Remember the old Sunday, Sunday, Sunday uh, school acronym of the Bible? Basic instructions before leaving earth. You know, that's what the Bible is. The Bible is a wonderful book. It is a God who has communicated to us about how much he loves us. You know, and don't store up treasures on earth, but store up treasures in heaven. We're going to be in heaven a lot more longer than we've ever been on this rock. You know, everything we spend money on, everything we buy, everything we stock up falls apart. You know, just look at your car. How many times have I fixed one of your guys' cars? <laughs> you know, stuff like that falls apart. But everything that we, we save for heaven is eternal. And that's so important to remember all the time. And don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has trouble of its own. And we, it's just, we got to stop worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow and worry about what's going on today. Where are we with God? Did I spend time praying? You know, sometimes I'll admit, even coming from past, it's hard to pray sometimes when everything is falling apart. It's hard to stop and concentrate enough to pray. I mean, and sometimes I feel like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling like a racquetball. 
But you know something? God is listening to us. God is listening. And he is coming. He is on his way. How many days did it take the angel to get to Daniel? Come on, Bible quiz. Come on. Anybody know? Chris? What? You sinner. No. Uh, 21 days it took the angel to get to Daniel. That's where the 21-day fast has come, on, come from. It ended up that God had to send the big guy, Michael, the archangel, to get the angel through. Because Satan does not want God to get to us. And there is a realm where he is between where God is and we are. So don't ever think God does not hear your prayer, that he's not, going, he's not there for it. He's on his way. He is always there. And we have to be faithful. We walk by faith, not by sight. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. And that power comes from the same power that rose Jesus from the dead, lives in each and every one of us. Why do we forget that? I'll be honest, I'm up here. I forget that, okay? I'm human. When things are falling apart, sometimes I think God's like got me on hold. <laughs> I feel like I'm calling the Eternal Revenue Service, you know? We'll be back to you as soon as we can. Two and a half hours later, I'm still on hold. God hears us. Like Jesus, not by your will, but by his will be done. He will, his will will be done. Nothing will stop God from doing what he has planned. We have good news. Yes, we do. We are saved by grace, not by works. That is something we have to remember. We are saved by grace. We are his children. You know, that song Casey sang that last one today just hits me every time. Holy Spirit, we need you now. We need a miracle. We need revival. We need that so bad. I want the Holy Spirit to come down and light this church. I'd be so excited if you start running around like the old Pentecostals screaming on the back of the seats. That's what we need in church. That's the faith we need. That's the fire we need with everything going on in this world. Satan wants that fire to be put out. He wants us to be afraid. He wants us to be timid. He wants us to be hiding, hoarding toilet paper and hiding in our house. I'm still sore about that subject. You can't tell. But it's crazy. We are justified by faith in Jesus Christ, not by works and not of the law. We are justified by God. We have a God who loves us, who has saved us. He has cleansed us. He has washed us pure of our sins. And we have a God that he forgives us every time we make a mistake. Satan wants to think that we can help sin God. He, we, he wants us to think that we are too far gone. I've had friends who said there's, they wanted to come to faith. They loved the Lord, but he's, they were like, God will never forgive me for what I've done. And I'm like, Really? The creator of the universe can't forgive you? One drop of the Savior's blood can't wash away what you've done? Who do you think you are and what have you done? We have to remember that every day. We have to stop letting Satan make us live by fear and holding us back from what God has had planned for us. I know when I first got called to be a minister or a pastor, I seriously thought God was talking to somebody else in the car. Because believe it or not, I used to be shy. I could not speak in front of other people. I failed American history because I could not do an oral book report. You know, I'll never, you want to talk about real, real fear? It was the first Sunday I was sitting over here getting ready to preach. I was terrified. 
But God told me I could do this. And after an argument with him, which I've learned, you don't argue with God because you will never win. It's like arguing with your wife. You just don't argue because you're not going to win. God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to be receive salvation. You know, with everything going on in the world, and I, God has not appointed us to wrath. So in other words, we are going to be out of here long before this world gets worse. And there's so many people that don't know or don't have that relationship with God that are going to have to live through the worst time in history. You know, we need to be a light. We need to set our minds on setting the example and to be reached out. You know, don't set our minds on earthly things, social media, the news, like I said. Set your minds above. The answers are not on Facebook, Prince Pinterest, Dr. Phil. The only answer is with Jesus. The only right answer is Jesus. You know, it's always been that way and it always will be that way. You know, let's persevere and finish the work God has called us to, not lacking in everything. It says in the book of James, that's why we should rejoice when we go through trials, because it makes us stronger. You know how they make a sword, is they take a sword and they take the metal and they fold it, they heat it, and they fold it, and they hammer it, and they hammer it until it becomes sharp and becomes strong. And that's what God is doing to us. I'm starting to think I'm going to be really strong. <laughs> But the truth is, we have to finish it. God has called us to ministry. He has called us to everything that we are supposed to do. And when we're fearful, we miss out on God's glory. You know, what if I gave in to my fear and never stepped up on the pulpit? You know, I'll still remember my wife when I told her I wanted to be a pastor. I thought she was going to laugh at me. You know what she said to me? What's stopping you? And I'm like, great, there was my out. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was terrified. But I knew God was calling me to this. And every time I tried to step away from him, I did not know peace. He is relentless. And I know he's relentless on the lost. He, he, is, sur he is just hammering on them like this. But the people have to stop and listen to him. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. He doesn't want anybody not to be saved. That's how much he loves us. Like I said, we got to stop listening to the devil and putting the fear in our hearts that God isn't in control. God can't forgive me. He can. God can break any condition, any chain. He can do anything if we trust in him. No matter what our situation is, God can get us through it. It's the devil that wants us to be so afraid where we're inactive, where we can't, we can't do what we're supposed to do. Like I said, this week was terrible. I'm like, I didn't think I was going to make it Sunday. Then I couldn't even get my computer to work Saturday so I could get my sermon finished. Because God told me to rewrite it. <laughs> I ended up driving out the North Road to do a church I preached because I left my cord out there. You know what? Satan didn't win. He's a punk. I'm going to punch him in the face every Sunday and every day of the week. We have to be good. And we got to not become weary of doing good. Sometimes it feels hard when you just feel like everything we do is never seems to be fulfilled. But it's part of a greater plan. Like I told you about my friend Brian, for years, this was 
over 30-some years ago, yes, I'm old, talked to me about Jesus, and I didn't want to hear a word about it. You know, I believed I went to church, I was good. I didn't understand this whole being reborn thing. And But years later, I, met a, I went to a church in North Carolina, and God made it all make sense. So what he thought probably fell on deaf ears started me on a road that brought me to salvation. So don't ever think that something God has called you to do is not doing something. You may not be that person that brings that person from A to B, you know, to Z. You may just move them down the line, but you are part of God's plan. You know, God does not want us to live in fear. And yes, there will be battle. We do not struggle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authority of this world. Satan is on overdrive. Now, more than ever. I have felt it. I have felt it in this world right now that Satan is just hammering people. I've seen such good people going through such bad stuff. You know, I've been hit. I'll be honest with you. I have been beaten up. I have been so just frustrated with everything going on. But I, and I, like I said, I felt like my prayers have been bouncing off the ceiling. But we always have to remember God is there. God is listening. God is in control. And He is on His way. Like I talked about earlier, it took 21 days for the angel to get to Daniel. So Daniel was faithful and he was rewarded for his faithfulness, as we will all be. We live by faith, not by fear. Fear is a weapon of the enemy that he loves to think, throw at us every day. You know, it's like we cannot give in to our fears. We have to live by faith. And that is so important. Good will, evil will never overcome good. Never. Like they always said, the good guy always wins. And we follow the best man, person ever, and that's Jesus Christ. You know, we don't belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed destroyed by this world. We are the ones who rely on our faith that gets us up and gets us motivated every day to fight the fight. We will get through this. God will over win. He wins in the end. We, like I've always said, we fight from victory, not for victory. This, bat, this war has already been won. We just have to get through the rest of the battles to get to the end of it. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. He will keep every promise. But we always have to remember it's in his timing. We all want it in our timing. You know, we want the drive-through version of prayer. You know, pull up to the window and you got your stuff. That doesn't know how it works. It's in God's timing. You know, so many times in life we don't understand why we're going through what we're going through. It is so important to remember God is in control. You know, we will not grieve like the rest of mankind who has no hope. We have hope. That is the most important thing. I read a book about uh, POWs in the Vietnam War, and they asked this one man, how did you make it through it? He was in for like a super long time, tortured. He goes, I always had hope of rescue. That's what kept him. If you take away someone's hope, there's nothing. But we have a hope that Satan cannot take away. This world cannot take away. Nothing can take away the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Nothing. And we always have to remember, we will not be afraid. We will step boldly out in faith. And I believe that is so important right now. 
I am not ever going to be ashamed in the name of Jesus Christ. I will preach Jesus everywhere. If you talk with me long enough somewhere, guess what you're going to hear about? I don't care what you think. I'll never forget, sometime at work, some guy called me a Jesus freak trying to start a fight with me. I looked at him, I said, thank you! I hugged him! That was the nicest thing you ever said. I must be doing something right. His mind just totally went wonkers. I want to be a Jesus freak. Thank you. I'm doing something right. I'm glad you noticed. That's the way we should be. Stop worrying what the world thinks about us. We know what God knows about us. We have a loving God. He never hid his love for us, did he? He never will. You know, our faith is not something that should be secret, something we should not talk about. Our faith is something we talk about every day. You know what, all the junk you've been through in your life, that's for a reason, so you have a story to tell. The scars we have, they tell victory. You know, if you can tell somebody who grew up with an abusive father, an alcoholic mother, becomes a pastor, that's a story to tell. To some guy who sat in a chair one night and planned to blow his brains out. But God told him not to. That's a story to tell. We need to stop being quiet about our faith and stop being afraid. It is so important that, to remember these. We live by faith, not by fear. We are sacrificial, not selfish. We are a light and we will not hide it. I want you guys this week to go out and when God calls you, share your faith with somebody. I don't care if it's a guy at the drive-thru. Share your faith. The people behind will understand. If God calls you to do it, stop being afraid. Stop listening to the enemy and step up and do what God has called you to do. Hey, you know what? It says in the gospel, when the last person is saved, Jesus comes back. So let's get it done! <laughs> I'm ready to get it done. I want to go home. <laughs> it is so important that we remember that. I know some of us have been through so much. You know, we all have. We have to remember God is with us. And we have a church family. And that's what we're here for. For each other. I am a firm believer that everybody who has come in this building has come for a reason. Everybody who has stayed has stayed for a reason. God is building this church, little by little, step by step. We have to be patient. Because it's in God's timing, not ours. And we need to be the light God has called us to do. I am tired of being afraid. I'm tired of worrying. I'm sick of it. I'm turning it over to God, and you know what? He's in control. He's got this. I beg you to do that. I beg you. Trust God. He loves you. He's called you. He's equipped you. Stop doubting yourself and trust him. If God calls you to get up here and preach, talk to Lena. Come on. You want to share a story? Come on up here. Don't be afraid. God has put that on your heart for a reason. God has brought you here for a reason. I mean, I came here, I was planning to go get dog food. <laughs> You've all heard that story if you haven't been here. I, w I got mad at God when I moved back from North Carolina, and I wasn't going to church because I was going to be a pastor there, and everything fell apart. So I stopped going to church for a couple years. 
I've lived in North Ridgeville before. I never knew this place was here. I'm going to get dog food. And I see the sign that certain, we used to have this brick sign up front. It said service 1030. And I'm like, well, if I had pants, because I went to the store in my camouflage sleeping pants, and I looked down in the passenger seat of my car, and there's a pair of blue jeans. So I put it on, came here, met Casey, Ben, all that. Mine wasn't here yet. This is pre-Ben. <laughs> and then I met Pastor Lenny, who says, oh, you want to be a pastor? Let's get you back in school. Well, here I am. Everything is in God's timing. And he is in control, and he is good. You know what? I love this place. I preach in a lot of different churches, but there's no place that's home. There's no place I walk into, and it's like, it's home. It's where I belong. There is something special about this place. And the devil has tried to destroy it for a long time. Guess what? We're still here. The roof may be falling in, but we're still here. God is good. Let me hear you guys say it. God is good. No matter what, God is good. God is in control. And I want you to tell Satan right now, I belong to Jesus. Come on, let's hear it. Let's make a bad. I belong to Jesus. And I'm going home someday. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time to come together. I thank you for your words. I thank you for your love. And I thank you for the faith that will get me through any fear I am facing. God, I am begging you to use us to do this week and forever to make a difference, to share our faith, to step out of our comfort zone and not be afraid. I beg for anybody here who wants to come forward, the altar's open, that they've been going through some stuff and wants prayer to come up right now because this is where we lay it down. Our battle begins when we hit our knees, not ends. You are a great God and I will not live by fear no more. I will live by faith. As that one song I love we sing, we, I am no longer a slave to fear. In your heavenly name I pray, amen.